Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the ALT Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello and welcome to All Marketing School. My name is Fab and I'm here to introduce you to the news of the week. How did that go? How was that? That was great. I love that. Thank Let's you. continue that vibe. Well, it's because what we realized right after we stopped recording um, last week, that was, I realized that actually we, in just under a year, and I think mostly went since Becca arrived, I want to say, we we kind of surpassed the benchmark of 20,000, 20,000 listens, which is insane when we think about it, like literally listening to us as well as obviously our lovely guests, but mainly the two of us just ranting. So I told Beck and I was like, Royal Alberto, here we come. We're like, yes. Like, thousands of marketers everywhere swimming. <laughs> just wanted to hear us talking about TikTok and Instagram. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to pretend to be more professional, to give us a hairy vibe of like people that know what they're talking about. But then that's not what you want, is it? You just you just want the banter. You just want us to just loll about things like Spotify wrapped. That, that's how I want to start today. That's oh. I'm so excited. I love this is a lot of energy. 
for early in the day. Last week, we were feeling a bit delirious at the end of the day. This week, we're bringing in the arm. (laughs) (laughs) I I told you, you know, before we jumped on, though, I told you, Becca, about the importance of setting boundaries and me realizing I needed to step back. And genuinely, I haven't even started doing that. As in, okay, now I need to give context. I was saying to Becca very briefly, I decided to move a few things and to kind of postpone a few things and make space for myself because I felt my body needed to rest and my mind needed to rest. And it was really humble. I was humble about myself by doing that. And as soon as I made those decisions, you know, stuff that was going to happen later during this week or next week, and I postponed them, moved there, I made space. I found more energy because mentally I had more space. So it wasn't even a case of getting to the point of doing things and feeling overwhelmed. I already knew that I needed to create that. So I think that's where the energy is coming from. It's just me knowing that I'm not running that chase. So again, if you need a reminder again this week, we talked about it last week, but slow down, slow the hell down. It's the last couple of weeks. I know that everybody's asking you to do more, but find a way to make that space for yourself because see, then you can hear me moving my hands around and having loads of energy in the morning. (laughs) It works. Basically what I'm saying is that when you make that space, it does work. So back to Spotify Raptor, let's not tangent too much. I want to know what you thought about it, because obviously for me, I was, I'm genuinely get so excited about it. And I think it was this year, I thought there was a lot more conversation around it this year than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I found it really interesting. I was very excited. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had Googled a good three or four times before it came out. When is Spotify Wrapped coming out? When is it happening? When, when, when? Because I do really like it. I really, really enjoy it. And I think last year was the first year they made it a bit more interactive and a bit more shareable. And I think maybe that's why there's been a lot more conversation because people knew that was kind of what to expect. It's It's been another, you know, challenging year, we'll say. So I think lots of people are interested even more so than normal. Like, what have I been listening to through all this stuff? But, so I liked it and what it told me about my music taste, you know, lovely, happy with that. The, the delivery, um, um, uh, okay. <laughs> Some of it was maybe a bit like, oh, okay. And there was part of it that I genuinely, genuinely thought I'd like um, somehow like glitched out my own Spotify and no, no shade to the people at Spotify who designed it, but like the one that tells you the genres and all the squished copy, it was like, is this, is this, what? It's a bit odd. What did you think? What I loved was the shade that Mashable gave with an article that I shared in the newsletter as well, which is all about like the Mashable kind of contributor being like, great idea, excellent concept, what the hell happened with the copy? And it was like, I understand because I think it was very, what like the design was borderline level cringe. Like it could easily get into like, mm, okay, this is fun. This is, I was like, mate, seriously. And I think I understand why, but it really made me laugh because as you said, usually I would be excited as well. I'm a, I'm a music head, obviously. So I would be excited about it. But normally as a consumer, like, fans of Spotify and users would actually be involved into it. From a marketing perspective, I think it's always been like, that's cool. But then Spotify really started between the vertical videos that we talked about and a lot of these other features, it started to really put itself into more of a social plane. 
And I find that's one of the reasons why I was interested, but also felt mm, marketers and everybody's now also looking at it and really picking it up and picking it, breaking it down more than what they need to. Because last year, it wasn't as much. And this year was like, mm, the copy needs help. The design, again, not, you're not the only person that said the design, what is going on here? And I was like, hey. I also wonder whether for some people, there is an element also of it, it works. It works. And even with the glitches and the, mm, the interactivity, the fact that they like share with your friends, you know, share with the BFF, see if they can guess it, is relatable. It's fun. Is also kind of, um, you know, it's like a personality test. We love to be able to share those because we actually can share a part of ourselves with others and kind of like almost boast about ourselves. To me, from a user intent perspective, is social at its best and it's not even a social platform. So there's part of me that thinks that some people got a bit pissy because they were like, mm, this is actually, you know, a great concept. And obviously we're going to pick on the little things. That's how I saw it. And it's not because I love Spotify because I generally like the platform. But it's because I see how well it works and why. And I'm like, yeah. So it's once a year, but it does get loads of, uh, you know, it gets people really to actually talk about it. And you can see the viral effect is so effortless and is really, really smart, I think. So I'm camp, yes, for two reasons. And the third reason is that apparently I listen to 25 genres. 25. And I'm like, I am eclectic. But I'm also like, <laughs> Are you sure? But it's like Netflix. We were talking to my husband and it's like Netflix when he says, you like cowboy sci-fi. You know, that's probably what it is, isn't it? It's like the, the random genres. I didn't even know where they're. I don't know if you remember how many genres you like, but I know that the 25 really stuck into my head. I was like, how? I think it was around the same mark. And I was like, I don't even, I couldn't list 25 genres. What, what are they? I would have quite liked to see them broken down fully, actually, the whole list. And also... Just while we're on the topic, Spotify, if you could allow, if, if there was some way to display whatever they categorize, like what genre they categorize each song as in Spotify, I would love that. I would love that so much. But that's, that's for another day. But yeah, I, I do really like the concept of Spotify Wrapped. And I saw, I think it was a tweet, um, I think, which really made me laugh because it was like, we're all literally waiting for this day every year now, celebrating the fact that a platform has so much data on us and we're literally going to share it with even more people, you know? And I was like, yeah, that's quite funny because in this kind of data conscious world, we're all like very hot on privacy and everything and what Facebook are doing to make it better. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh yeah, Spotify just kind of get a free pass. They're like, well, we'll collect all this data. We'll have a look at what you're listening to when you're going through the worst time of your life, you know, like that's yes. <laughs> like, you, you literally, that was one of the other things that I uh, read and, and heard as well is like how for a lot of people is like, kind of like it really encompasses how 2021 was a really challenging year for a lot of people. Even when everybody felt, Oh, 2020 was, wow, that was a wild ride. And then 2021 happened. And it was like, how can we be so proud to showcase how sad a lot of us have been listening to Adele for like hours on hand. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, so I understand that. And I love what you mentioned about the data. And that again, is that hyper-consciousness that then we have as marketers or as people that obviously are, a bit more savvy when it comes to the way that we interact in the online world and then we kind of realize the irony of it. But then again, there's also something to be said, which obviously we'll cover in the coming weeks before we take a break, 
there's also the excitement slash the the really genuinely being interested about looking at trends and what's happened. So this is something that you would do when you look at YouTube or TikTok or Pinterest, which we've got plenty of data from to actually talk about in the future. And now we can do on your ourselves and kind of like look at what we've been doing and how we've been going and kind of almost like, you know, for me, it was very important because my top song of the year was a, my wedding dance, obviously, because we listened to it so many times. So again, you know, it's kind of that memories. And I think that's one of the reasons why these uh, trends work on a macro level when you're a marketer and also they unsurprisingly work when we're on a micro level as human beings, because let's be honest we're not as unpredictable as we think we are sometimes so I'm just gonna say that and now I I was apologizing already to Becca because I literally found so many new things but I want to say one thing that I found that is not anywhere at the time of recording so you're welcome so you're hearing this as Instagram was testing it oh Becca's eyes and she's like what are you gonna say so this morning I was uh, trying to post a reel, failed. So I went to the reel of my company and I kind of commented on it. And, you know, one of, I think one of TikTokers' favorite features, which is actually being able to kind of like use some of the comments as stickers for TikToks. It's coming to the ground. Oh, this is, this is like hot off the press. Exclusive. Fresh. Fresh. Oh, Instagram. I've, I've, I, mm, I've got strong feelings about Instagram and that whole pattern of behavior of them copying everything TikTok does. That's interesting though. That's interesting. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I wonder how long until that'll roll out and then it'll be really, really hard. I think they're making it harder to distinguish when videos are like downloaded and re-uploaded elsewhere, like ones that go really, really viral. Now, maybe it'll be harder to figure out where they originated from because the features are so similar. But also, I don't know if you heard about Instagram testing a new, they've called it a Danceify option for Reels, which to you and me is where the music is matched up to, uh, the beats in the music, sorry, is matched up to the video. So it kind of looks a bit cooler, looks a bit better. This is a feature that TikTok has had for quite some time. And yeah, yeah, again, it is Instagram's kind of way of keeping up with the trend. They're just replicating it. They're giving it a snazzy name, Danceify. And I think it's definitely Instagram's um, attempt at kind of stalling or attempting to stall the user growth on TikTok and tell you know, Generation Z, hey, we have the cool features too. We can do it. You can do this all on Reels. I don't think it's going to work. That's it. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's, thank you for coming. To That's it. No, I think, I, th I think we're just going to see basically going forward. We've already seen a lot of it replicated, but this is just going to be a trend. Are there any features that TikTok has that haven't yet been replicated? will probably be copied by Instagram in the next few months and anything they come out with will probably also be replicated because this seems to be Instagram's strategy. It feels like they're firefighting rather than coming up with anything new, which is kind of a shame and uh, like I get it because they've got reels so they want to make reels as good as their competitor, but it's also a shame because I feel like we're not going to see anything unique for Instagram, because they're just kind of trying to keep up, they're just copying. So in an ideal world, I'd like to see them come up with something new, 
something genuinely unique to Instagram, which makes it worthwhile for users to like continue using it and not compete with TikTok because we've talked about it so much, like the user intent is so different and it's great having the option to have reels. And I do think they have a place on Instagram, but it's just this, it just feels icky, this whole copying thing. And it just feels like very predictable. And I think, I don't know how we would measure the cool factor, but I feel like TikTok is cool. I've instantly made it not cool, made myself not cool by saying that, but like, you know, we'll move on. But Instagram is just making itself look worse. And I think if you were Generation Z using TikTok and you saw Instagram just copying all this, you'd go, oh, I'm not gonna use that. That's like, you know, had its, had its day. So I'm gonna keep using TikTok. So I think they need to come up with a better strategy, but you know, what do I know? I don't run a whole social media platform. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem though. We do not run any of that. We're not in the product team. And even if we said it multiple times, if you need us, we are here. We are here to provide advice. I, I tell you, Becca, like they're probably listening. So hi, TikTok, hi, Instagram. Adam is there just being like, God damn it. But it's true. And I wanted to even double down. Sod's Insta today is not your day. But I want to double down because I, even I was, I was um, like, trotting about on the gram uh, recently and again as I mentioned yesterday at time of recording I was feeling a bit rough so I was like actually taking a bit of time off for a couple of days just to kind of last few days have been a bit like this came back to it especially to post my reel which I'll try again later and I was like every three posts first of all okay there's two things I can see the reels but not as much so I think it's almost like there's part of me that is saying, is the feed becoming redundant? I'm going to go all wild on this. Because I was like, okay, I, f- a few, I see a few reels. Fine. I see a few photos. And back, I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not pooping you. Pooping you. Every two posts was an ad. Every two. And maybe it's just me, Becca. Tell me maybe it's just me because, you know, my personal account is all about entrepreneurs. So I get, like, targeted by every person that wants to create an online course, which is lol when I see that. Because uh, I've been doing that for eight years, but generally every two posts. Is it just me or is it also you? And what the hell is going on? Because I find that we talked about it a bit and now I feel is it, is it literally all there's going to be to Instagram? It's going to be, how do you find that balance? Is it because nobody is posting anything but reels? So they're really struggling to put photos and carousels and things. Is it just because they're trying to pump the money? What the hell is going on? What do you think? Because I, I got strong feelings, as you can tell. <laughs> I can tell. I think, I think, yeah, we're going to see a big shift potentially um, in 2022 because this year it's definitely been the year of video and Instagram have pushed reels and even stories. I feel like quite a lot and some of the new updates that we've had recently, like being able to add your link to it, regardless of your audience size, things like that. But I think you raise a really good point actually about like where are the photos where are the carousels and everything and it's I think we're going to see Instagram maybe take a step back and go oh don't forget about these features we need them (laughs) because they do and even in terms of different ads that are being run like Instagram's advice to advertisers is very heavily um centered around video as well I wonder if we're going to see a bit more of a push to like oh yeah don't forget to use this format and this format because there does need to be more um variety within the instagram experience i think as a user because yeah the amount of ads is a lot it is quite a lot 
I did see or I noticed one odd thing the other day yesterday I think I was going through my stories and usually I get them maybe like every yeah every two you know creators or maybe every three and you know I'm used to it but on this occasion I actually wanted to look at stories for some research I was doing and then I just stopped getting story ads and I was like have I broken Instagram because I just stopped getting ads, which was great. But I was like, no, the one time I actually want to see the ads, because I know that they're so, they're going to be there. You know, they're going to be there. There's going to be a lot of them. So that was a weird quirk. But yeah, it, it does feel very ad heavy in general, no matter where you are on the platform, watching reels, scrolling through the feed. If you still do that, it's just like, it's oh, a lot, it's a lot. And that's something that I would say with Instagram trying to kind of be cool and keep up with TikTok and stuff. When I use TikTok and I spend enough time on that app, I never feel like the ads become intrusive or get annoying. I like I wouldn't be able to tell you the frequency of like that I see ads because it's so random and it feels quite very few and far between. I get one when I first open the app, scroll past, that's it. Like it can be like half an hour before I'll get another ad. And that's really great. And I think that's why TikTok has such a good kind of relationship with their audience in that trust, because it's not intrusive to the experience. It doesn't take away from it. It doesn't become annoying. And ads that you do see, I think just the nature of the advice that's out there. And I would definitely tell people if I'm you know, teaching how to do TikTok ads, make it look as organic as possible. So you don't even notice too much. But on Instagram, it feels more like, oh, I've got to watch 10 ads, like along with my content. Who's got time for that as well? Like- <laughs> also, to be very honest, that ties in with another thing that kind of happened slash was highlighted in the past week. So I thought I'll quickly mention this and just to finish up on that. There's also a case of because the ads then become very kind of same to me same it's a bit also like the algorithm for reels like with tiktok i can always get new ideas for content because it's not like the same audio 17 times whereas in when it comes to like looking for reels and audios is uh, to me is not as intuitive which is a shame because obviously the audios and the trends kind of come together and if it's the same one i'm like okay i got it maybe i saved it i even maybe used it as like okay what else is there to give me that inspiration but it's also a case for me of what you just said is like TikTok, for example, I think, for example, this is just me obviously projecting, but we're looking a lot at the user intent for obviously the certification and the students. And I'm not going to, there's a whole set lesson on it, but to give you one of my thoughts is that on TikTok, for example, you see less, let's say entrepreneurs, like going on TikTok and the main thing they do is selling their free email list course or there there is an element of that but a lot of the time is more like small advice is like go to my link and buy to find out more is a lot more the organic discovery and then you do have you know as per user intent you have you know people reviewing products or talking about products or showcasing their small business journey etc etc so again then you see that there is almost like you know that most of the ads or most of the work or most of the conversion element is really based on products and I think TikTok knows showing the fact that we talk, I talked about in the past, uh, TikTok made me buy it as an hashtag and as a trend. And this year, TikTok, because it's very self-aware, which is good, 
said, yeah, we know about it. We're going to create our own page. We're going to create our own way to showcase what our creators love and bought and tried. So again, you can really see, and I think almost quite naturally because TikTok for me was creator first and maybe even brand first before entrepreneurs and, you know, and service-based individuals. You can see, tell me if I'm wrong because you spend more time on it. I can see a lot less of that. Whereas, for example, personally, because of the people that I follow on Instagram, all I see when it comes to ads or content is like, try my, my free series, get my free training, get this free this. And it's so overwhelming. Whereas on TikTok, as you said, because I know what, what to expect when it comes to ads or spotlighted content that is more about purchasing, it feels more natural. And I just can see TikTok being, yes, we know that too. So we're going to spotlight what people are buying on TikTok because it's a big trend and we're owning it. I'm finishing my rant now. I'm hoping it makes sense, but that's one of the things that frustrates me the most when it comes to the difference between the two is almost people know their place and know how to show up to make it enjoyable for people instead of just kind of trying to dangle a carrot and a stick all the time. Yeah, no, completely. I think one of the things um, I was thinking about when you were talking about that was the difference in targeting options and how that might play into it. So Instagram obviously is using Facebook's very quite detailed targeting criteria. And I completely get what, what you mean and that experience of the ads all feeling quite similar to each other. Like once you're sort of put in a category as a, as a user, I feel like all of the ads are going to be very samey. It's like, yeah, you want this. We're going to just keep serving it to you until you, until you do it, which is good. And it's, you know, from an advertising perspective, that's definitely appealing, having that level of access essentially to the audience and knowing that it's going to be relevant and it's going to get seen, sure. But um, on TikTok, and this is something I am a bit wary of because they'll probably just going to make it more kind of detailed as time goes on. But the uh, targeting criteria is not as specific as Instagram at all. Obviously, that's going to depend on whether you've got certain things available to you, like a contact list from your emails or things like that to do specific retargeting. Sure, that's great. But putting that aside, when you're just targeting based on interest or location or demographics, it's a lot more broad. You can't be as specific. Um, and I think that's why from a user, sometimes you'll get ads that maybe aren't as relevant to you. Still generally, like if people know what they're doing, it should be somewhat relevant but it doesn't feel like you get bombarded with the same type of ad all the time which is good it's a nice thing but I am I think at the moment that's something which um I know when I've been working with clients comes up it's like oh what's their targeting criteria like and TikTok kind of doesn't score as well but as is that a good thing but also yeah as time goes on I think TikTok are only going to try and appeal to more right from an advertising perspective so they might make it more detailed which might mean potentially we run into a similar situation where you get served very like similar ads. We'll have to see, but I think that plays a massive part into it. And I think, yeah, Instagram just, just, just dial it down a bit. Stop running so many ads, please. <laughs> There's also an element of who's going to do the ads and then I'll, I'll close this down. But I think especially if you're listening and you are more of an individual or like an entrepreneur that, you know, like a consultant or a freelancer, 
I still see, for example, from a freelancer perspective or a consultant or et cetera, they're probably going to be more likely to want to just create organic reach and kind of get people to know them. And I see it's probably like, whereas you almost feel the pressure when you are a consultant, freelancer slash whatever, to go on Instagram and you have to have ads on just to be able to be seen and noticed. It's not even for conversion perspective, you know? And I think that's the problem. Quite honestly, I understand where you're coming from, but also would say that thankfully, if you are selling shoes, you still have a wider demographic than if you're an entrepreneur helping wellness businesses uh, run their social media. You know what I mean? So thankfully, there's still a bit more flexibility. And I think maybe will happen. I almost hope not that TikTok will have, will turn into Instagram in that perspective. It'll be like, you need to do ads in order to get your TikTok seen. I hope it doesn't as much because I think, Again, it will lose a bit of that magic when it comes to actually not seeing, you know, seeing these people organically and enjoying it more instead of like getting kind of pushed for it. I think it's going to be interesting with 2022. And I wonder whether a lot of it is going to be, you know, related to how Instagram is doing almost and what they are doing. Like very, one of the funny things that I saw that I literally saw this morning and I added it in was TikTok, no, sorry, not TikTok, Facebook. That was the one as Facebook, not Meta. I know, confusing still. Facebook decided, where is it? I just saw this morning and I put it, I, I slotted it in. Can't find it now. I might be here. So Facebook had this genius idea to launch a Stars Fest because they really want to get creators to bring more fans on the app. Like, and it's kind of like, you know, basically buying stars is like gifts they will do on TikTok or things you will also do on, on Instagram. And it's mainly, for, I think it's mainly for live as well. And it's got kind of like an element of like pushing this creator's programming. And it shows some of the creators that are actually kind of quite active and they're going to be doing like things live. And I like, I love to see the, I don't know, honestly, most of them, but a lot, some of them are musicians. Some of them are just generic and stuff. And part of me is literally seeing Facebook clinging, ugh, trying to do something to now tap into creators, which aside from creator program, very hearingly mentioned, I wouldn't associate them with one of the platforms that really goes creator first. Pinterest, TikTok, yes. Maybe even Instagram a bit. But Facebook? It's like, are we really trying to be a dead, a dead horse? I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I No, I don't like it. Uh I, th- I associate this more this this kind of uh concept even more with platforms like twitch to be honest like this this kind of setup has been proven to work on there and it kind of makes sense i can't it does feel like facebook are clinging on desperately because if you're already a creator whose audience is established elsewhere let's say it's on twitch i don't think this is gonna pull you back and go actually i'm gonna swap to facebook because of this feature and in terms of creators who maybe haven't done that before, so maybe platforms are up for grabs, so to speak, would I pick Facebook? No, <laughs> because who who opens Facebook and actually looks at the feed where this kind of content would appear? Like, uh, I, d- I d- no, they don't. And and that's that's Facebook have dug that like hole for themselves because it's the experience is so distracting. You go in. Do you want to go on marketplace? What about this? What about this? What about this? Like, mm. so I like it. I think it's good to give some creators who do have a, a voice and a platform on Facebook the option, of course. But it does feel a little bit like 
not very strategic in the grand scheme of things with everything else and kind of what creators themselves will be looking at things like twitch discord communities like very true not facebook that's what I was thinking and I love that you mentioned Discord because I was going to mention uh, something else that popped up on Discord even if we don't talk about it as much but that's what I was thinking I was thinking is almost saying okay YouTube has been going ups and downs but obviously some creators that are on YouTube are still going to go strongly on YouTube Twitch obviously is another excellent example of that and then again I think as you said it's admirable to give the space to the creators but I, i'm almost wondering whether these creators are really active on facebook or they're more like they have a bigger following they kind of do something and facebook was like you you actually still do stuff on facebook come here help us out we help you out too which is nice but again as a user probably i wouldn't go there you know and i spend hours on a live it's just it's not what now i associate facebook with which is what you just mentioned but i did love as you mentioned discord uh, which again, we usually don't talk about it, but I still popped it in and Becca was like, no, I had to create another tag. God damn you, woman. <laughs> but I found it really interesting that Discord is now kind of like developing premium memberships uh, to let creators monetize their servers and obviously with, with, the, with the platform and, and the communities themselves. And again, it shows that to me that that's what I like in a way, because it's kind of like Facebook knows who the target audience is. They know what the target monetization is. And I find that 2021 for so many platforms has been, let's diversify our monetization and see what sticks. Again, sods, but think about Instagram again. That's what they did. We're going to do it for brands, for individuals, for creators. Let's see what sticks. And so, again, the platforms that do less, and I'm going to put Discord in here, or even Twitch, obviously, is a great example, but Discord's uh, membership is new, the premium memberships. Shows that they know who they're talking to. They know where they want to focus mainly their monetization. And they're creating a system that allows that to grow in that specific way. So I found it really interesting. And I'm wondering whether this is going to be 2022. 2021, we tried everything. Uh, and then 2022, the platforms are doing well. They're doing things the right way. They're going to be kind of saying, okay, this is our main avenue monetization. This is ours. And really go for it. I don't know what you think, but that's kind of almost like I wanted to close today with this thought yeah i think I, I completely agree with you and i think discord is an example of um a platform which has given creators the confidence that this is where they can kind of have control control sounds sinister have that connection with their audience and now these monetization um options are going to be great i think and we we talk about this as well another reason why it's good to have a newsletter for example is that you never know what a social media platform is going to do you don't really own that audience the algorithm changes you might not be able to access them as easily all of that good fun stuff um so i think discord has been quietly i mean quietly they've been doing quite, quite loudly actually going the increase in users especially over the last year and a half or so through lockdown and just becoming that place it used to be very like focused on the gaming industry and now we've seen that broaden so much as well so i i'm like all for discord to be honest like go discord and I think this is what social media platforms need to be aware of. I bet some of them will try to replicate it, honestly, but it's like, no, that's not, that's not what you should be doing. It's because Discord is separate that it works so well because it gives, as I said, audiences that trust that they can have that connection with their, their audience directly. It doesn't 
feel like, oh, you know, there's too many ads or they've changed the feed algorithm and stuff like that. So I'm very excited about it. And I think if I was a creator with a, a big community, I'd be jumping for joy of this. Yes. Yeah, and that's the thing, and, and I think it, it's very important what you mentioned there because it reminds us of two things. One, you know, what you can rely on and why it's important to kind of understand, like, what the ecosystem looks like for you is not just the social side of it. You know, sometimes that safety net, so to speak, is really important as well. But also there's the element of platforms that do things well. You can see because they say this is kind of what we're going to bank on. And again, that leads me to the last thing I'm going to mention today, which is a very quick update from Clubhouse every so often we talk about it about again I, th- I love the fact that because they do one thing they're trying to make things better my always my question is like I kind of wonder whether Clubhouse has a, had a chance to really use the creators or even the podcasters I'm going to put a subset of people the podcasters potentially is one of the biggest community that could actually drive usage of the app and even if they added I think one of the biggest things was added new languages and topics which is nice topics for rooms helps so that you can kind of discoverability was always the issue with clubhouse especially for both of us so you know like topic options are great and you know expanding language support is great but because it talks about communities it kind of almost made me think like discord i can see that is for the creators pinterest even even pinterest in a way is for the creators is for the creatives and then clubhouse i see doing these little things and i'm like hey whole price there but then i'm also like you know it was out of the creators which i think they tried it, it hasn't stuck as much. Or the podcasters I could see as another good one because obviously we use our voices more. But then again, because of everything and because so many things took so long to get figured, we were like, well, I mean, we have podcasts, we might as well just keep doing the podcast anyway. So that's how I see it when I saw this update. It was kind of, this is nice. This is good from a user intent, but I'm kind of wondering whether the people that were going to be very active on Clubhouse and grow it because it's okay if it's there, but if it's stagnant, eh. I don't know if they lost them these days, thinking about what we just said. And that's how I'm going to close on my side. What do you think? I, do you know, I had a, I had a random thought last night and I was like, maybe I should go back on Clubhouse. <laughs> Becca, are you okay? Like, blink twice if you need help. I don't, I don't know if I am. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I really... Oh, I, I guess I just I just feel a little bit sorry for Clubhouse because they're still doing all these good things and I think that this is a, a genuinely quite a good update. I like the fact as well that you can have these new topics and things displayed on your profile. I think that's going to be really, really good if you are an active user of the platform because I remember that being a bit kind of a bit icky when we were using it. It was like, oh, how do you know? if you don't know the person already like what they're going to talk about it's just by chance that you see them in a room and all this kind of stuff so i think that's really really good uh, but yeah i just had a thought about like they've done a lot of updates i'm kind of curious i'm like i wonder what the experience is like now maybe i want to hop back on don't take this as like me actually doing it because time you know when when do i have time for this but i just felt a little bit sorry for them because i feel like they're constantly having to they're making these updates because they're genuinely good. They make sense. It's not like they're suddenly going create on some crazy tangent. But I do feel like they're having to compete against Twitter massively. And I don't think Twitter spaces are doing that well, actually, on this topic of topics. So helping users find the relevant rooms, I think on Twitter, that's something they need to work on. Because apart from when you see the circles at the top of the feed, obviously, 
they're from your network so you might have an idea of what they're talking about and then you can click in and obviously see a bit more information but i've become almost blind to those circles i don't know if you have either they're not there because people aren't on it or i'm like oh yeah cool so i guess i just feel like maybe clubhouse has seen a massive kind of like the rise in the fall this year but maybe over time they might have a smaller user base but maybe people will come to like it over time and i'm talking like long term here because it will be i guess it ties back to that user intent thing you know if you're going onto clubhouse you know what you're in for you know what to expect things like this are going to help you be able to immediately tune into what you want to and it just you know thinking about twitter we've seen lots of updates from them this year as well so whether spaces are, is kind of in that peak at the moment because it's new it's kind of got the novelty people are like oh what's an audio space like if they didn't uh, kind of hop on the clubhouse trend yeah maybe clubhouse will i won't say like come back let's calm things down um but maybe it will just have like a solid consistent happy user base you actually raised an excellent point there no i agree i can see I can see that now they made it so that it, there's an element of legacy because the biggest issue that Clubhouse has, which I think that's why growth is going to be so hard from an explosive perspective, is just time, time of users. I mean, the, the loyal users will probably still tune in that once a week or that once a day, maybe even, but most of us generally don't have the time. And that's the problem. And I think that's one of the things like, unless you have really loyal user base that you can move on Clubhouse or there's already there, it's going to be hard. But I agree, if anything, Give it to them. They're doing one thing well. Whereas I think with Twitter spaces, you're trying to add it to something that is already there and it's just not sticking as well as they thought it would. That's how I see it. So I agree with you in that respect. I think you raised some excellent points. Team, needless to say, when you're going to jump on next week, there's going to be even more because we haven't even scratched the surface or everything has been happening. The social has been like us. It's been like, okay, we're finishing the year. Let's throw everything at it. So we've got a lot to cover. And also we're going to do our last episode of the seat season i guess here more than season is going to be a bit about looking at some of the cool stuff that's happened as wrap-ups from things like youtube and pinterest and tiktok so we're going to do our own works and check that out for you if you have any questions for us you know where to find us or marketingschool.com or marketingschool.com slash pro to find out about the certification that is coming up at the end of january so make sure that you check how to apply to join us and learn from becca myself and another incredible five teachers on top of us. So there's a lot to learn. If you have any questions at All Mark School on Twitter or All Marketing School on Instagram, I'm a Fab Giovanetti everywhere. As always, Becca, where are you? I am at Becca Social everywhere too. Thank you so much for listening. Head to allmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.